Hello and welcome back to the latest Tink Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Born from the ashes of their father's previous business, Mothercare Ireland, siblings Ben, Laura and Johnny Ward are spearheading a new venture called Kaleidi, which offers the largest range of feeding products, baby essentials, nursery items and toys. It focuses on supporting Irish parents and parents-to-be with a great website, customer service and back-end offering. We talked to Ben about Kaleidi's envisions. I'm joined here today by Ben Ward, uh, one of the co-founders of Kaleidi, a new Irish toys company. Well, very welcome, Ben. Um, tell us about uh, the origins of Kaleidi. As I understand it, uh, it was um, forged out of the ashes of a previous business that was known as Mothercare and would have been a very well-known brand in Ireland. Yeah, so Mothercare um, was a, is a PLC. It's a global brand with uh, stores in, I think, 30 to 40 countries around the world. And uh, unfortunately, the UK mothership, as you might call it, went into administration uh, in November 19. And it wasn't really a, a very well-structured administration in terms of the supply chain and the damage that was done there. So we were kind of a, a bit of a we suffered as a result of the the stock issues that they created in the far east in that when it came to uh, early 2020 we just didn't have any visibility of any of our clothing stock which was the main issue um so we were left with no real option but to put the business into liquidation uh extremely sad ending to uh what had been a brilliant business which was yeah as you correctly say was started by my dad around uh, 30 years ago in ireland and um had traded at one stage in 18 shops around the country. Um, so, yeah, very sad end to what had been a great business. But um, but hope, hope just, springs eternal, doesn't it? Like, I mean, you, well, you I guess I, I think that the way we did uh, wind up the business was done in as, as straight a fashion as was possible, mm. really, in terms of we didn't, you know, we didn't burn any creditors. We mm. kept everyone well well-versed in where we were at in terms of our, our stock issues, um, both with all of our creditors, the main ones being our staff, the most important mm. part of any business. Um, and some of our staff have been with us for, you know, that nearly 30 year stint. So it's very upsetting um, yeah. as a family and, uh, and personally, and it's not a nice process for anyone to go through when a business goes to the wall. But uh, yeah, we kept great relationships with our suppliers. Um, and uh, yeah, we were able to start up again then with a new venture, an online business, uh, which we called Clyde to kind of derivation, I suppose, of Kaleidoscope, that kind of uh, mm -hmm. a flash of color that uh, is part of parenting and that journey that's uh, is great fun, but it's daunting. And it's uh, it's certainly something that's um you know, new parents find uh, it's a it's a big step to go to when when you have uh, your own kids. So uh, yeah, we wanted to capture that kind of a uh, that vibrancy and the color in the name. So um, yeah, so we start. It's it's online only as it stands. We've been trading for twelve months. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's been going really well for us. Uh, customers seem to love the promise. The uh, We have a lot of Irish products. Um, obviously, we're an Irish brand. There has been a push since uh, since lockdown for people to shop local and shop Irish, which uh, we've gladly piggybacked on the back of. And uh, we've got great reports back on our customer service, the website, the UX itself. And um, yeah, people love Next Business Day promise as well. So um, mm. it's been working really well for us. And we've got a great broad uh, kind of a breadth of product in terms of the amount of different SKUs that we offer, all great brands, loads of toys as well, books, loads of feeding products. We do everything from, you know, big expensive travel systems, which will start you from birth uh, to small spoons for feeding and weaning as well. So we cover the whole gambit. Uh, we like to think of ourselves as a one-stop shop. So Very good. Yeah, 
So with your with your siblings, uh, Johnny and Laura, uh, you guys are you know bringing 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 a new business to the fore here. And how much of what you guys are applying here was learned during the murder care years in terms of like working with your dad and and working together as siblings? Yeah, as, as siblings, I suppose, um, yeah, we learned loads in mother care. And I think you bring all of that, um, you know, there would have been issues that we'd have had and the things you'd like to uh, to improve upon. But mother care is a great business itself. And we learned loads in all aspects of retail. Retail is a very broad church in terms of mm. um, in terms of what you have to get right in order to, to make it work and to make some money. Um, but I suppose at the center of all of it is the customer um, and trying to deliver a good customer experience and good customer service because... People might shop with you once, but um, you really need them to be repeat customers and they won't yeah. be repeat customers unless you offer a really good experience, which we'd like to think we have been doing. Um, but I suppose it's we don't have the store portfolio that we would have, but many of the same skill sets are required in terms of an online only business as it was uh, to having stores in that it's a, a big part of it is your logistics Um big part of it is your your fulfillment um, and having a good systems in the back end. It's all very well and good having a nice, shiny website and uh, that people can find. But if you can't do a good job in terms of pick, pack and dispatch and keeping mm. it up to date, particularly when you've got a next business day promise, yeah. that relies on good systems and good people. Um, we've great people that we've brought with us in our business. Um, you know, they're all very, very competent. They're all very, very motivated. And, uh, you know, they're, they're great to have because it means that if, if you're not around, then, you know, they pick it up and they uh, they deal with it as if it was their own, you know. So it's a, it's a great comfort anyway. And that's the thing, because, I mean, we're in this world now where, um, I suppose, particularly because of the pandemic, more people are tuned into buying online. Um, a lot of talk of more infra, influx into the market by Amazon, for example. Sure. Uh, that will certainly raise the bar in terms of people's expectations. I mean, if, if Amazon has Prime, for example, and you've got, I mean, it's not here yet, but if they did have same-day delivery, <laughs> it's coming. Uh, how, what kind of pressure do you think that would make on, on Irish retailers? And and and, and, you, and by, 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 by perfecting your systems, and at the moment, as you say, moving to currently offering uh, next-day delivery, you know, is that is that the answer? Do you do to be basically make yourself battle fit in order to compete in this new environment? Well, I think I think the delivery aspect is huge. I think the immediacy people want to have that next business day, um, and better still, like we're trying to move towards a a tighter window in terms of next business day. Our cutoff is currently two p.m. We're trying to work towards a six to eight p.m. cutoff early next year. It just requires a few uh, bits of fine tuning, and maybe even same day for some of the bigger conurbations, which which Prime will be able to do. I mean, you have to be cognizant of what they're doing. Um, mm. But I suppose we do have some, you know, uh, some advantages in that. We are Irish and, uh, you know, the, the jobs stay in Ireland, as I suppose Amazon would argue their warehousing does. But certainly all of our staff are in Ireland and we're, you know, we're very much an Irish business. Um, but we also... Uh, we also, I suppose, Amazon don't have all the suppliers that we have. Um, mm. Lots of, you know, what we would call top tier kind of uh, brands don't want to be on Amazon because inevitably it becomes somewhat of a race to the bottom from a price perspective. Mm. So whilst Amazon have a massive breadth of product and SKUs and they offer a great service, there's no point denying that, um, they don't have the breadth of uh, suppliers and brands that we might have access to. So, um, yeah, I mean, look anyone who's pretending that Amazon isn't there and sticking their head in the sand is on a, it's on a fast track to 
you know, certainly not success anyway. So, mm. um, and they're going to have prime in Ireland in the very, very near future. So I think yeah, the, the Irish aspect, the brands, and uh, hopefully really, really tightening up our delivery window um, should go some way to kind of uh, fending them off anyway. Uh, but you also have um, plans for physical retail, don't you? Sure. Yeah, we do. It's not concrete as of yet, but we are cognizant through a lot of the market research we've done and from customer feedback that if you're spending, let's be honest, anywhere from 800 to 1200 euro on a travel system for your first purchase when you have that, that first child, um, the likelihood is that you do want to go into a store and to touch, feel, to check the quality. Um, mm. And we are conscious that at the moment, whilst we're online only and it is we do deliver great customer service. We do have a gap there that people would like to go in and uh, to test the wheels if that's what they're buying or to, to have a look at the product. And that's perfectly understandable. So mm. yeah, we are looking at, we are looking at uh, retail stores um, just for looking for the right timing, the right place and the right deal as well, because that's crucial. We don't want to get tied into something that's going to become a, a noose around our neck effectively. We wanted to, to try and uh, negotiate a good deal. But being a new brand, we're probably not looked upon as being fantastic covenant from a landlord's perspective so we have to try and you know find the right place and uh, the right deal yeah very good and, and the future itself i mean where do you see the business in about say five years time if all going well i mean would you would you like to see uh, I, I suppose this is also a good question about the future of retail in ireland i mean taking the online element as maybe your primary model but also having a physical footprint i mean where, where do you see the business all going well and going according to plan where would you see it yeah, I suppose we've 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 mused this ourselves in terms of what what the ideal kind of scenario would be. But certainly, predominantly an online, if not pure play, then to certainly have some bricks and mortar, be it in the major conurbations. But I I, I think we'd want to keep a, a fairly small number of stores just to to be able to manage the uh, the fulfilment and the logistics side of it. We certainly want to expand our range. Um, we certainly want to expand into different areas as well in terms of product. We, we currently don't offer any clothing um, or own brand bedding. We want to improve and increase our, our own brand offering as well as uh, third-party brands that we carry. Um, there's obviously a, there's obviously more work and expertise involved in sourcing from a clothing perspective, but it's certainly something that we think would, uh, would certainly add to the brand and add to the offering. Um, and we want to expand. We've we wanted to get it right first before we started looking at we do ship to the uk mm. um brexit caused a bit of hassle there just in terms of different codes and uh admin requirements they sound fairly you know small when you're going through them but in fact they cause a lot of hassle because our system just wasn't designed to cope with these extra codes that were required for exports mm. um so we've had to recode a lot of our database from a, just a an export perspective to add in new duty and VAT codes to be, you know, compliant with the UK. Uh, and we're going to look at Europe as well, if we can get the right kind of a carrier. Um, we have the right carrier, sorry. It's more just to try and negotiate better rates for uh, the rest of Europe because it can become quite prohibitive. Um, customers often inquire and then we give them an ad hoc rate of, let's say, 15 or 17 euro to Germany and it quite quickly puts them off. They can find a domestic supplier who offer it uh, at, a, at a cheaper cheaper price and quicker as well so we'd have to be looking at maybe partnerships with uh hubs on the continent to to try to fulfill orders in europe um in a timely fashion but yeah that's kind of where we see ourselves in in five to six years now yeah and and, and just final question really the um 
the online journey that you guys are on, uh, did you guys have to relearn or do it already diving? Were you already uh, fairly au fait with the ways of doing digital commerce uh, before starting Kalidi or Kalidi? Uh, did you did you did you have to uh, like with, with Mothercare? It was pretty much an established model. There was almost a template there. Uh, did you guys have to kind of really relearn or immerse yourselves in digital, or were you already pretty much au fait with that? Well, I say we were. We're pretty immersed in digital in terms of the experience and the, you know, providing the customer with a portal to purchase online. But um, mm. you're always conscious of where you have issues on your old site, for example. Um, we would have had a few pinch or pain points around returns, for example, automating them so that the customer doesn't have to keep chasing. Where's my, where's my refund? Has it gone on my credit card? And from our customer service team as well, to be able to, to provide the, so now the, the warehouse scan in a barcode when the products are returned, thankfully mm. we don't have a hugely high rate of return, but, um, and that process is automated. Um, it's not particularly sexy, but it means then that the customer gets an email straight away to say that your, your return's being delivered. It's in good shape and fashion. Uh, the credit card company have been notified and it will appear in your statement in three to four days. Mm. Whereas previously it required looking into two different systems. Um, it required manually posting the refund onto the system and then letting the customer know which just isn't scalable uh, and whenever there's opportunity for different systems talking to one another there's, there's a there's a capacity for mistake as well which obviously leads to a poor customer experience so i guess we've learned from previous pinch points where to work on um, and where to try and s- smooth out those potential kind of issues or pain points from a customer's perspective we really looked at it from the back forward this time so that the customer ultimately wasn't going to be missed i guess or some part of their journey was going to be uh really painful and uh cause issues so yeah the, the messaging from purchase to when it's delivered and then obviously working on that return and refund point as well was a was a key too but yeah it's not i suppose very different than not having to leverage a really strong and well-loved brand name like mother care starting a new website and uh trying to get the name out there and people to take a chance on you is probably the hardest part of uh, starting. And you might have an idea about e-commerce and content management systems and systems themselves, but really it's, it's a, it's a really, uh, it's a tough marketing job to get people to, uh, to venture onto your site and to trust you with a purchase. That's the thing. I mean, I think a lot of people are learning that lesson for perhaps the first time ever, really, or, you know, e-commerce and digital commerce, it's all made sound like a very much a silver bullet for a lot of problems, but, uh, you know, all through last year, I heard of people, you know, figuring out how to get things dispatched to people. And then, yeah. as you meant, you hit on there, the, the whole returns thing. Uh, you know, people expect things to happen in a very seamless way. If something's returned, they want their credit card credit. So, you know, there's all these processes. Absolutely. And it's the, the scalability as well, I suppose. If you're starting off with a, you might take a Shopify instance and you might be fulfilling from your stock room in a small store, that, that might work when you're filling 5, 10, 15 orders a day. But when you've got... I don't know, a couple of hundred orders coming in and you don't have a proper stock file that manages your orders as they come in. It doesn't decrement your stock file as the order goes out. You'll end up overselling. That's, well, in my experience anyway, it's probably one of the worst things you can do to a customer is to say, we've taken your order and then ring them a day later and say, look, we're really sorry about that, but we don't have the stock. We're going to have to refund you for it. It's just, uh, I don't know yeah. whether I'd purchase from someone if you've, you've, you've taken that, they've taken that 
chance with you and then you, ultimately you don't have the stock and you have to refund them so it's uh yeah it's not a great experience and uh that's where systems are so important um and scalability is uh is so important as well brilliant with that ben thank you so much for your time that was ben ward uh, from Collidey. thank you so much thank you very much